0: Mel
2: If you put yourself in that situation, you can put yourself in another situation. That moment changed my life.
3: It's the most daring moving story ever to have been told. One of agony and glory, of a mission to uphold. Mm, and you're essential to this story, a letter in its sacred scroll. And it's not just allegory. When you embrace your place and role
4: You never find yourself in a situation
3: That you cannot undo So let your letter shine onto the nations Be proud to be a Jew Cause we've been hunted down in senseless hate And we're searching back with love and care And it's never Ever too late For any Jew, any Jew Anywhere Every soul's a holy letter Every family word A community A sentence Each voice It must be heard Until the letters that rose up in smoke we must do more than say never again and be the eternal letters of hope for our children and for them And you know you never find yourself in a situation that you cannot undo So let your letters shine unto the nations Be proud to be
4: And we're searching back with love and care I know it's never, never, never too late for any Jew any Jew, anywhere
2: He said to himself if the Nazis search out every Jew in hate we will search out every
3: there's a home we must build together to heal a fractured world the dignity of difference we must treasure in our deeds and in our words live with faith in our future be the leader you were born to The day will come much sooner when we'll all live in harmony. You never find yourself in a situation that you cannot undo.
4: So let your letter shine onto the nations. Be proud to be a Jew. Be anywhere,
3: it's never too late.
2: with the brand new sound Oh, yes, you did You let the sun shine on my I think about where I've been before In Memphis, Tennessee I listen to her and As the Mississippi moves along Been by this river so many times I just never heard her song day. Oh, thing. It's important to know that no matter where you ended up, for now, Rabbi Nachman says, no matter what condition you're in, there's always a way back home. So, but it's up to you because you gotta take another chance. You can't be afraid. Take that extra chance. Come on. You can do it. You know why? Cause we all get another chance
1: Performance of a lifetime.
4: The key Sama
1: in the a.m. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. Thanks so much for tuning in. A big and important Friday, to say the least, as we uh, close out a uh, a challenging week for the Jewish people and specifically for our brothers and sisters in Israel. And we say welcome to a Friday on this May 14th. Ooh, May 14th. Isn't that day significant on the secular calendar in modern Jewish history? It certainly is. May 14th of 2021, day three in the month of Sivan, the year 5781, Tavshin Pei Aleph. Today is the first of the Shloshes Yemei Hagbalah. If you're not familiar with that, consult with your local rabbi, but essentially it's the first of the three days preceding the holiday of Shavuos. Miami with Dor Ladar, you heard Shimon Kramer and Sameach, HaFachta from our incredible Lagba Omer special two weeks ago today, Avram Rosenblum and the Diasperados. Ruvi New, brand new, with It's Never Too Late. Tfilat Shabbat medley with Micha Gammerman. And from Regesh, Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. By the way, speaking of brand new, about a half hour from now, uh, Itzik Weingarten is going to join us from Israel. We'll debut his brand new song in honor of the holiday of Shavuos. Uh, that's coming up toward the beginning of the 7 o'clock hour right here at JMAM. Plus, of course, Malcolm Holmein an hour from now. Weekly update coming up. He is executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. We'll speak with him coming up on um, uh, coming up at seven forty a.m. Eastern Time. Harry Rothenberg and Rabbi Yudin with words about parshas by Midbar and plenty more on a Friday. Today is day number forty-seven in the counting of the Omer. Today is day number forty-seven in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Again. Day number 47, as we get uh, very, very close to the holiday of Shavuot. Monday and Tuesday will be off the air because of the holiday. Keep that in mind. And um, we'll rejoin you with a JMNAM broadcast on. Wednesday morning. It's Erev Shabbos Parshas by Midbar. Candle lighting at 745 here in New York. Make sure you know when things start where you are. And again, Monday and Tuesday is the holiday of Shavuos. 54 degrees, partly cloudy, high 75. Partly cloudy tonight, low 55. Mostly sunny for Shabbos, a high of 74 degrees. 77 in Yerushalayim, 54 here in New York City. As we say good morning at JM in the AM. A challenging week for our brothers and sisters in Israel. We pray for their safety. We pray for the ability of the Israel Defense Forces to eradicate the enemy. And um, I want to thank those who have checked in on the app. Listener Tikva is keeping us up to date on what's happening in what is normally a very quiet area of Israel, Petach Tikva. and Thank God, she says, last night was a quiet night, Baruch Hashem, after a very difficult middle of the week. In Petach Tikva and many other cities in Israel. Um, and I thank those uh, and I thank everybody who's in touch from the Holy Land, uh, on both ends. Those who are there, who are keeping us up to date on what's going on, and those who are here or anywhere in the diaspora who continue to check in with our brothers and sisters in Israel. It's so important to do so. Let's not forget what they're going through. Let's not forget what the uh, students who are now in Israel are going through and to check in with them as regularly as possible. Um, my thanks go out to um, to Rabbi and Dr. Klubinoff, the rabbi and Rebitson of Congregation Eitz Chaim, and of course the Presidium, and of course the membership, and of course all the prominent members that we met yesterday. We have a lot of good friends there at the uh, Congregation Eitz Chaim. And um, we thank them for a, a wonderful broadcast, one that was able to focus on a local Jewish community and at the same time emphasize how critical and important it is to be involved in so many global causes, especially when Israel is in an emergency situation. I got the feeling, I have a feeling that you as well got the feeling, listening to by Klibbenov and the people in the congregation, that uh, they've already stepped up and are doing what they can both in formal organizational manners and, um, and in informal manners as well to help our brothers and sisters in Israel this week, help the IDF, uh, to help uh, in whatever way is possible um, from 6,000 miles away. So that was a really uh, interesting show and one with an important theme of building locally and thinking globally and acting globally. And uh, it was really a wonderful morning. I also want to thank uh, Lawrence Margold and everybody at Deluxe Bistro down in um, Lakewood, New Jersey. It really is destination dining because I don't think I mean, there are sections of the menu, which you'll never find, you know, within 50 miles. And if you're he- anywhere near or heading to the shore, Atlantic City, um, I don't know, anywhere, you know, as you as you go, uh, a great adventure. Anywhere in that area uh, over the next few months, you should check out Deluxe Bistro uh, down in Lakewood. A lot of interesting items. Again, the pizza part of the menu might be the most interesting because of how unique it is. So keep that in mind. Also, they're adding a Chinese menu uh, after Shvua. So lots happening there. It was really nice, beautiful facility and really nice being there. And we thank them for their hospitality. We did make it back to New York City in the 4 o'clock hour yesterday afternoon. And I know a lot of people enjoyed Yoni's uh, behind-the-scenes uh, day uh, that he documented on Instagram. So that was cool. Always make sure to follow Nahum Siegel Network. Um, if you do so on Instagram, we get a lot of cool stuff uh, that Yoni posts when we do uh, cool things here at the network. Simple as that. So always make sure to follow us on social media. Friday morning, an hour away from a conversation about Israel and the Jewish world, is Malcolm Homeline's going to join us. New music with Itzik Weingarten out of Israel about a half hour from now. Harry Rothenberg, Rabbi Yudin, Is it humanly possible to put all of this into one Friday morning show? I am proud to say it is, but only we know how to do it. And I thank you for tuning in and trusting us with that task as we continue on a Friday Erev Shabbos broadcast at JM in the AM. (laughs)
5: Turn around, turn around and fight them Some say, close your eyes and pray Some wave a big white flag Screaming with surrender Some quit calling it a day Just keep on moving, roll it on Don't stop for the ocean don't stop, don't stop. Keep on moving, the waters fade away Keep on moving, roll it on Stop for the ocean. Don't stop do Keep on moving till you find your way. about survival some say doesn't really pay some hold on tight screaming can't change my nature some say we just can't find our way just keep on moving roll it on don't stop for the ocean keep on moving the waters fade away Don't stop, do stop Keep on moving till you find your way Bye, I'm so far, far, far Bye, I'm so far Go, go I'm so far, far, far I'm so far Let's go, let's go Water's on my mind and I just can't swim The only way to win is to jump right in Staring down a barrel but I trust in him We use a crashing bubble coming in Got my eye on the prize, won't stop for the lies I'll be running down this path till he opens my eyes Clouds are dark I can't see a thing But I wait to see the light that my faith will bring Don't stop for the ocean. Stop, don't stop. Keep on moving, the waters fade away. Keep on moving, roll it on. Don't stop for the ocean. my mind, and I just can't swim. The only way to win is to jump right in. I'm staring down the barrel, but I trusted him. My waves are crashing, and we're coming in. Got my eye on the prize, won't stop for the lies. I'll be running down this path till he open my eyes. Clouds so dark, I can't see a thing, but I wait to see the light that my faith will bring.
4: and the Lord I'm going to go to the house, I'm של to go to the house, enet machish ma
6: oud
4: I'm <laughs>
5: Shalom, my wife my home these lights they glow no strife no phone the fire it burns inside we yearn for the ultimate day that we can turn away from the pain that pains us we trust this is the day of faith this is the day he gave so that i can rest my case sitting in my resting place a witness convincing the world he made that we must thank and give praise i'm glad that you know no limits it doesn't even matter what you are because we're keeping it together with love no ending Show
4: back, for me geladim edinan naqdlahu
1: in the... A- <clears throat> excuse me. JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio, around the world of web and NachumSegel.com and the NachumSegel Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. a Milvado done by Mordecai Shapiro. Avi Kraus Nissan Black. Best of all days. Matanot katanot was Rami Kleinstein. Eighth day had rolling. Friday morning. Galitzal Israel Army Radio. 2 p.m. newscast next at
7: JM the AM. גלי לשעה השעה שתיים, שלום רב באולפן אל עזר בן לולו עם מה שקורה עכשיו. היום החמישי למבצע שומר החומות, הירי להבר ישראל נמשך גם בשעה זו, אזעקות צבע אדום נשמעו לפני מספר דקות בחוף השקלון וביישובי עוטף עזה. כתבנו בדרום רע משנים, עוסר על תושבי העוטף, להישאר במרחב ומוגן למשך עשר דקות, עם קבלת הודאה על חשש לחדירת כתבם לשטח ישראל. בדגובה צהל תקע חוליות נונתת ומנהי איריאל אבר המדינה. האלוף במלואים גיור איילנד לשאבה ראש מועצה לביתחון לאומי אמר לנוויד קניתי עד כה צהל מסיע תוצאות משמעותיות.
6: היא אחד לשלול מהחמאס יכולות עתידיות, ואני חושב שזה הושג יותר ממה שכרגע מבינים. העבודה למשל שפגעו בשישה מראשי הנדסה שלהם שמפתחת את היכולת הזאת היא לא שלי. הדבר השני, הארץ והפגיעה והמצוקה גם האזרחית שתיווצר
7: ייצרו הרתעה. כתבנו לענייני צבא וביטחון צחידה בוש מזכיר שבמהלך הלילה תקף צהל מהקרקע ומהאוויר מנהרות טרור בצפון הרצועה. בשעה זו מקיים שר הביטחון בני גנץ הערכת מצב, כח מעדכנת כתבתנו המדינית, מוריה אסרף וולברג. בעקבות המחאות בימים האחרונים, השבק יחבור למשטרה ויפעל לסיכול מקרי אלימות. ראש השבק נדב ארגמן אומר... לא נאפשר לפורעי חוק להשליט טרור ברחובות, לא מצד ערבים ולא מצד יהודים. שבק יפעל יפעיל את כלל יכולות האיסוף והסיכול שלו, ויפעל מול כל מי שינסה לפגוע באזרחי ישראל, יהודים וערבים, עד אשר השקט יחזור המדינה. כך הרגמן מדבר אביבי כתבנו שחר גליק. כתבתנו הדס שטייפ מוסיפה שהמשטרה מוגברת במהלך סוף השבוע. רוני פריד, חבר בוועד המנהל של בית הכנסת בלוד, שהוצאת, אומר בגלי צהל, זה כבר חודש שלם שאנחנו חיים תחת יריות, אלימות ואבנים, אתמול זה הגיע לקו אדום. אנחנו
8: מתמרגישים מרגישים שהמצב לא הכי בשליטה. אנחנו רוצים לראות משילות, רוצים לראות שהעניינים מנועלים, שיודעים לזהות כדי הבעיה. בתוך
7: תושבים אנחנו באמת מצפים לעשייה ולאמירה שהמצב ושטח חייב השתנות, שנרגיש שנוכל ללכת בתקנפת בשבת בצורה בטוחה וגם בחג השבועות. אלפי מתפללים מוסלמים גודשים בשעה הזו את רחבת הר הבית ומסגד אל-אקצה ומשתתפים בתפילת יום השישי. עד כה לא נרשמו הפרוץ סדר במקום. המועזין קרא לרשויות בישראל להסיר את ידן מעל אל-אקצה. ראש הלשכה המדינית של חמאס, ישמעיל הניאם, ביקש מערבייה ישראל להמשיך במהומות בכל הערים. הדיעה שהעביר כתבנו לענייני ערבים ג'קי חוגי. קרן הפיצויים לטיפול רחוש. רכוש טיפלה מתחילת המבצע בכמעט בח... אלפיים מקרי נזק למבנים ולכלי רכב. כתבנו לענייני כלכלה ניטי ענב עם הפרטים. הקרן נותנת מענה לנזקי המבצע
9: ולאזרחים שרחושם נפגע כתוצאה מפעולות איבה בין אוכלוסיות ערביות ויהודיות. אדם יש טופלו 886 מקרי נזק למבנה, 76 משפחות פנו מהבית והוסדר להן דיור חלופי, ב-22 דירות וצבא שמירה, או טופלו 858 מקרי נזק למכוניות, בניות לקרן כוכבית
7: 4954 או באתר רשות המסים. איגוד הסגל האקדמי במכללות הציבוריות, המאגד אלפי מרצים ומרצות, יוצא בקריאת חירום. יש להפסיק לאלתר את גילויי האלימות ולהפנות את כל המשאבים לשיקום האריסות ולבנייה של חברה המקדשת את החיים, שעמלה על מציאת המשותף ולא על הנצחת האיבה. הדוקטור מוטי גיגי, ראש המחלקה לתקשורת במכללת ספיר בסדרות שנמצאת בקו האש, אומר לגלי צהל, אנחנו קוראים לסטודנטים שלנו, יהודים וערבים, לקדש את דרך הסובלנות ולא את דרך האלימות. הנועדים לגילוי האלימות קשים משני הצדדים, היהודי והערבי, ועל מנת לחיות ביחד, חייבים להראות את שיתופי הפעולה הרבים שקיימים בין יהודים לערבים. להבין זאת בכך שיש לנו גורל משותף שאנחנו חייבים לחיות אחד מזג האוויר מעונן חלקית עם עלייה קלה בטמפרטורות, בעיקר בהרים ובפנים הארץ. מחר יהיה דומה. אלה החדשות.
8: my bracelet
4: wrestling Ali Sameach Tamid, al al
1: That's actually from Itzik Weingarten, who's going to join us via telephone from Israel in a minute because uh, he's got a brand new song for Shavuos. So we'll speak to him coming up about that right here at JM and the AM. Friday morning broadcast, day 47 in the counting of the Omer, and this era of Shabbos by Bamidbar. Harry Rothenberg has uh, uh, words to say regarding Parsha's Bamidbar, although I do believe that Harry's focus this morning is more on the uh, holiday of Shavuos. So let's check out what he has to say on this Friday morning Erev Shabbos. And essentially for us, Erev Shavu is here at JM in the AM. Here is the one and only Harry Rothenberg at JM in the AM.
10: It's very easy to understand why we get so excited about the holiday of Pesach, Passover. We were slaves to that vicious master, Pharaoh, Paro, and God freed us. It's tougher to understand why we get excited about the holiday of Shirois. Because 50 days after getting freed from slavery to Paro, we became slaves to a new master, to God. We received the Torah with all the laws that we must obey as God's slaves. So what happened? We got traded from one master to another, changed jerseys, went from a last place to a first place team, better training facilities, nicer, kinder, owner. Is that all? So to answer that question, I want to share with you a fantastic story that I heard recently from a friend. He was skiing in Park City, Utah, met a local, said to him, what do you do for a living? The guy said, I'm the manager of the nicest house in Park City. My friend said, what house? He said, it's a house that's unbelievable. It was bought for $40 million several years ago and I manage it. My friend said, what does that mean? He said, well, I drive every day from my house about 30 miles away in a car that the owners leased for me. And each day I replace the fresh squeezed orange juice and the flowers and the fruit and the vegetables. And I flush all the toilets in the house and I take back the old juice and flowers and fruit and vegetables because they're still pretty good. And I keep that for myself. And my friend said, well, what do you do the rest of the day? He said, I ski. They get me a full season ski pass. My friend said, it sounds like a great job. If you don't mind me asking, what do they pay you for that job? And the guy said, $100,000. My friend said, wow. Can I ask you one more question? How often do the owners visit? And the guy said, they bought it four years ago and they haven't visited yet. Now think about that story. The owners are presumably billionaires. It's a vacation home. They probably have homes all over the world, New York, London, Paris, Dubai, who knows where. But it's hard to imagine the owners hiring someone and telling them we want you to change the flowers and the juice and the fruit and the vegetables every single day because we might show up unannounced without telling you I think it's much more likely that the person who set up that job and its description hired the manager was the owner's PA personal assistant whose job it is to make sure that everything in the owner's life or lives runs smoothly and the PA may have said I don't know when the owner or owners are going to go for the first time. They may go on a moment's notice without enough warning. So I'm going to hire somebody, get him a car, get him a ski pass. If he needs that pay him a hundred large and make sure that he changes all those things every single day. So that if the owners ever decide to show up, it'll be perfect. And now we can understand the difference between working as slaves to Paro versus as slaves to God. When you're a slave to Paro, to Pharaoh, you're not thinking, what can I do for my master today? You're thinking, how can I keep out of the crosshairs? What's the least I can do just to get through the day without getting beaten or tortured? And Paro is not thinking of, what can I do for my wonderful Jewish slaves today? He might be thinking, what can I do to them, but not for them? But when you're a slave to God, you wake up in the morning and you're thinking, what can I do for God? How can I make sure that things are perfect And he makes it easy for us because he tells us. He gives us the Torah, which tells us exactly how we're supposed to act towards him and towards each other. And he tells us, I want you to do it with a smile plastered on your face, not a fake one, a real one. I want you to serve me enthusiastically. And we know that at the same time, we're trying to make sure that we do everything that he'd like so that everything is perfect for him. He's doing everything that we need, maybe not what we want, but what we need everything that happens to us from the moments of incredible fist pumping, high-fiving joy to moments of uncertainty or despair or terror or pain. Sometimes he does things to reward us or applaud us or hug us or show us how much he loves us. But other times he does things to warn us or to mold us or scold us or to make sure that we get lessons and improve but everything he does at any given time, good, bad, in between, good seeming, bad seeming, in between seeming is all what we need, what's best for us at that moment. And so on Shavuz, when we reaccept the Torah, we remind ourselves of how freeing it is to be slaves to God, the ultimate master. We should want only what's best for him, serving him with a smile, while he does everything that's best for us. Have a wonderful Shavuos.
1: Well, as I mentioned uh, earlier this morning, Itzik Weingarten is a name that's known very well in Israel, and now the rest of the world seems to be catching on. This is one of his selections here at JM in the AM. <laughs> And the reason we've invited Itzik Weingarten on this morning on an Erev Shabbos before Shavuos is because he's out with a brand new song, which was done and released in honor of the holiday of Shavuos. And obviously, we'll play that song after our conversation. Itzik Weingarten, shalom and welcome to JM in the AM.
11: Hi, how are you, Nachum? Hi to you and to good morning to you and to all the people that are listening to
1: us. How are you? What's up? Baruch Hashem, all is good. Uh you know what it's like during these times. We are six thousand miles away from you. I have to start any even if it's a music conversation, I have to start any conversation with people in Israel with how are things? Are you safe? Uh are things uh are things okay during this very challenging week.
11: Yeah, Baruch Hashem, you know, I live in Jerusalem. As in Jerusalem, it's, you know, a little bit um, much uh, calmed down, you know, much relaxed from uh, all next to Azai and Lud and all this. But, uh, you know, in to Hashem, we hope everything
1: going to be good. Uh, amen to that. As we remind everybody to serve Hashem with Simcha, no question about it, we're hoping and praying that things will be good. The holiday of Shavuot begins this Sunday night. You have a special song that you've released for that. Uh, holiday which we'll talk about in a minute uh tell you know as i said earlier those of us here are not as familiar with your career Itzik weingarten like the people in israel are uh, how long have you been on the jewish music scene
11: um yeah, exactly. Usually I the first song it's for Lag Bohmer. The uh, last Lag Bohemir, you remember the Lag Bohmer in Covid, you know, and the Rabshiman and uh, Miron, nobody came. Right. And usually I uh, play in the radio in Israel and the Miron, you know, like nobody over there and are only music musician people. And uh you know it's already one year we release some um, song and now it's the the first song oh, Hashem.
1: So, about a year, you're on the Jewish music scene, and uh, now you're releasing a song for Shavuos, which begins on Sunday night. Tell me about the brand new song. What uh, what do we need to know uh, about why this song was chosen uh, to be dedicated to the upcoming holiday?
11: Um, um, exactly the words. It's from the Medrash Muel of uh, Maseches Orvos. Um the words it's like mamish I say to everybody can see the words inside, it's mamish, um gorgeous. Um the words he said that toiro versimcho is brothers. Um I wanna tell also to all the Shiva bochim um the sit and learn. Like you say over there, he said over there the toiro is the Simcho. If you want to be uh uh happy and you wanna be um feel good, you need to learn. And this, is what he says, v'asim wow. um, He say also that if somebody learning not simche, for like if you can't learn if you're not be happy with this, and uh, it's mamish touch my heart, these uh, words. Um, and the Ibut, the musician is the Moshe wow. Laufer duet. Exactly, I met him in New York. Nice. Uh, the last time I came. Right. Um, and he hear the song, and he tell me like, Mamesh, he also uh, very like the words." And uh, yeah, exactly. You know, I want everybody gonna be happy to be m'sameach hamisrael, atayrova simcha, and also the misha sameach, I mean, The last song, the braslav, you yeah, you play it.
1: So the, as as the Lorak, ifduat Hashem besimcha, uh, b'mitzvot standard. The gamke ifduat Hashem besimcha, keshem ishahu alomed Torah vaosek b'Torah. Perfect. Nachum. Perfect. <laughs> it's, a low stand- it's a low rockless standard mitzvot where it seems it's a little easier to be besimcha, even when one is studying yes. Torah, like this coming Sunday night. it's Vinegarten, right? Yom right, Yom, Yom Roshon right, right. People will be up all night throughout the entire world, and you would say, you would say, we're obligated zechiyuv that all night long we should be besimcha. Yeah. Correct. Um, where will you be for Shavuot? Um, you'll, you'll, you'll be for Shavuot in the city of Yerushalayim?
11: Yeah, in Jerusalem, Hashem, We're gonna be um, yeah. up all the night, we're gonna learn and we, You know
1: that's No, I'm main to that. Alright, Moshe for arranged it as you heard. It's brand new. It's entitled Torah Simcha from a gentleman who it sounds like we're gonna be hearing a lot more about uh, not just in Israel but outside of Israel as well, and that's Itzik Vine Garden. It's
11: Itzikratashem Itzik. 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 thank you.
1: We're gonna play the song right now. Dash Khamli stay safe. Okay,
11: thank you to you and all the listening to us, and good shabbat.
1: And Shabbat Shalom to Yushalayim. It's brand new. It's called Torah V'simcha. It's a single that Itzik Weingarten from Yushalayim has released Dafka for the holiday of Shavuot Tufshin Pe Aleph. Brand new at JM in the AM.
8: iro zo simkho simkho zoto iro kiato iro ve a simkho aximai toiro zo simkho simkho zoto iro kiato iro ve a simkho aximai toiro zo simkho simkho zoto iro I have to do achime, Simjo, I mean. Toiro, Simjo,
4: toiro.
12: And the zikach k'deyach ani choya. Yoyna motzavoy motnoyach, yoyna motzavoy motnoyach. V'shamyanuch uigey choya. Yoym shabasoyenish choya. And the zikach k'deyach ani choya. Yoyna motzavoy motnoyach, yoyna motzavoy motnoyach. V'shamyanuch uigey choya. I am a Me schaum
1: J.M. in the a.m., Friday morning, Yom Shabbat son, done by Aaron Razel. Uh, before that, eighth day had Kohalom Kulo. Torah V'simcha, brand new from Itzik Weingarten, a song that he released, Dafka for the holiday of Shavuos. Torah V'simcha, probably the two most important themes for the holiday of Shavuos. Yeah, even more important than the cheesecake, as hard as that is to believe. <laughs> That's Itzik Weingarten from Israel, from Yerushalayim. Here at the JM in the AM. Day 47 in the counting of the omer. Forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. Uh, it's Erev Shabbos Parsha. by Midbar Candlelighting in New York, 745. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Shavuos is Monday and Tuesday, as you know. Free download of the Art Scroll Shavuos Cookbook, a sampling of mouth-watering recipes from their best-selling cookbooks. Available now. Go to Artscroll.com. The free download is available. Go to ArtScroll.com. Anything you buy from ArtScroll, including the brand new Rabbi Spiro on Yoshev Beseyser, make sure to use promo code radio. Always use promo code radio at ArtScroll.com if you want to save and if you want to get free shipping. Always use promo code radio. I want to thank Rabbi and Dr. uh, Klibinoff of the Congregation Aits Chaim in Livingston, New Jersey. Uh, Rabbi and Robinson Klibanoff were amazing hosts along with their presidium and membership yesterday in Livingston. We covered a lot of really important themes yesterday about both local and global concerns for the Jewish community. And I thank them very, very much. And it was amazing to have so many wonderful representatives of important Jewish causes on the air with us during yesterday's show. Uh, so a big shout-out to Congregation Nates time and a big thank you and wishing them a very happy Shavuot. They have a big program coming up, as you heard yesterday. Also a big thank you to Deluxe Bistro down in Lakewood, New Jersey, which is now officially uh, kosher de- uh, a kosher dining destination, especially with their list of incredible pizzas that they make that are all meat and all delicious. At least the ones we tried were incredible. So thank you, Lawrence Margolin. And uh, this summer at any time when you're heading down to Six Flags or Atlantic City or the shore, or whatever it is, stop by in Lakewood, destination dining called Deluxe Bistro. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. And Hyman kosher hot dog sausage and deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Also, look for A&H hot dogs in Trader Joe's after Memorial Day. How do you like that? In fact in most Trader Joe's, in time for your Memorial Day barbecue. How do you like that? Thank you, A&H. Our friends and partners in Torah are hoping that the holiday of Shavuos encourages more and more people to become partners so that you can study one hour a week and change the life of a man or woman because they have uh, they have male partnerships and they have female uh, study partnerships, uh, men or women who want to learn more about our tradition and heritage. Go to partnersinterro.org, partnersinterro.org, or call 1-800-STUDY-42, 1-800-STUDY, the number four, and then the number two. Malcolm Holline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He'll join us uh, probably seven, eight minutes from now here at JMNAM with a weekly update. You won't want to miss it. Unfortunately, it's an important week to be up on Jewish news, unfortunately. And you know what I mean by that. So he will join us uh, coming up here at JM in the AM. Um, Shavuot starts Sunday night, Sunday night. Matis will be on Sunday morning with JM Sunday. Avrami, of course, with Saturday Night Siegel. Mark Zamek, 10 a.m. this morning with the Air of Shabbos Show, brought to you by our wonderful people at Kedem. Erev Shabbos music mix all day long, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Final hour starting at about 6.30 Eastern time, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. We are your soundtrack for an Erev Shabbos. We strongly suggest you keep it here all day long. There is zero reason to, quote-unquote, touch that dial. Leave it here all day and get ready for Shabbos and then for Shavuos with us here at the Nachum Siegel Network. The next JM and the AM broadcast will be Wednesday morning, 6 a.m., right here on NSN. Yumi Moshe Kibel. Yeah, it's our final JM in the AM before Shavuos, so we figured we'd toss in a couple of uh, Torah selections. Michal Przansky before that with a song called Torah here on a Friday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Sunday Matis will have JM Sunday in Erev Yom Tov edition starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. So make sure to be tuned in. Erev Shabbos show with Mark Zamek, 10 a.m. this morning, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Our Erev Shabbos music mix all day long, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Our final hour beginning at about 6.30 tonight, Eastern time, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. We are your soundtrack for an Erev Shabbos. Don't touch that dial. Keep it here from now until candle lighting, basically. Monday and Tuesday is Shvuis. We'll be off Wednesday morning, our next edition of JM in the AM. Uh, JewishWorldReview.com has thousands of articles about Israel and the Jewish world that you could read either online or print out before Shabbos and Yontif and have at the uh, at the ready during these long Shabbat afternoons. Learn more and more and transmit to your children and grandchildren more and more about um, the correct point of view regarding Israel and the Jewish world. Download and print some uh, articles at JewishWorldReview.com. And um, you'll be glad you did a lot of tremendous information there. Malcolm Honline is executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He's with us Fridays at 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time for the weekly update. Mr. Honline, welcome back to JM in the a.m.
13: Uh, thank you. It's good to be with you. You know, very difficult uh, week.
1: We'll start, as we always do, with the immediate news. Uh, The rumor is that in some cities in Israel it was a quieter night last night. What can you tell us?
13: Uh, Well, it depends on what your definition of quiet is. There were some places where uh, it was quiet, but there were many uh, rockets, there were drones, uh, uh, there were um, other projectiles that were shot, but Israel, as you know, has mass troops, especially in the northern area. and. There were reports that they had uh, crossed in, but the uh, fact is they did not cross in. Uh, they did fire in, and they're there in a very menacing way for Hamas, who I think did not anticipate this, this reaction. Um, they claim that they could go on for a long time, and I think they have fired now 2,000 rockets in three or four days, and the... Um, uh, supply there is certainly in the thousands uh, more that they have available, but their leadership is being eliminated, and people that don 't recognize the names, but they believe me they are really important targets, the most important targets that israel could could go after, and doing it with great success, which shows that their intelligence is really amazing so much so that that uh, Hamas is is pressing for a one year ceasefire that they're offering through the Egyptians and the Qataris and others who are who are trying to negotiate uh, on their behalf or with them to, to uh, reach an, an, some sort of a deal with Israel, and Israel has said we're not ready for that yet.
1: The targets, that, you, the targets you describe. I mean, is it three? Is it thirty? Like targets you described, what sounds like high level people within the within Hamas. I mean, h- how many did they take out? Do we have a number? An approximation? Dozens. Wow, that's pretty significant.
13: It's very significant. And they're doing it in a targeted way. And again, people should, should be should know this so they can answer and if they right. can call up the shows. First of all, everything, you know, this moral equivalency in, in the American media as if both sides and even some statements from the administration, you know, both sides deserve democracy and the seems have denied democracy, not by Israel but by the other side and the whole idea of linking this in some way, when without recognizing that there was the failure of the election in an attempt to divert attention from the election, that Iran and Turkey are behind instigating these things, and the i mean the the multiple agendas uh, that are involved um and the the fact that Israel responds to the provocations that took place on the Temple Mount and other places, they did not provoke them. They didn't deny them the right to go there during Ramadan, even though with COVID and other things, they would have had excuses if they wanted to, but they didn't. And they didn't interfere. Maybe they, they let them go too long without interfering as the violence uh, spread. They may have made mistakes, you know, closing off the Damascus Gate or other things, That, uh, but that's not the root cause of this. And the, the, the moral equivalency of saying that the firefighter and the arsonist are the, are the same is is so outrageous. And and yet intelligent people, I hear them on the media all the time, they talk about uh, Israel's aggression. What aggression? You're defending your country. They haven't crossed the border. They didn't go anywhere to do this, except in their own cities, their towns, and maybe also did, were too tolerant of uh, of these events. Now, they, I know they made a lot of arrests last night in Lud. but I was speaking to the people during the event there, uh, friends of mine who lived there, and who really believed, you know, because they believed in a mixed city and et cetera, that this was the ideal place to be. And it was a pogrom. You know, they destroyed either three or five shuls, but and yeshivas. They took Seyfried Torah and threw him on the ground, opened him up in the Nazi-like pictures. and, And they mobbed people and attacked people on the street, a guy going to shul yesterday morning. So, you know, people have to understand what the real nature of this assault is. And the whatever you know causes there are that can happen locally, and there were Jews who who misbehaved and and. Uh
1: Ma- Malcolm, I got to I got to ask you to please turn off the. I know it's important whatever notifications you're getting, but I, I don't think the audience can handle that every few seconds. I got to go back for a moment to. Um uh, the the uh, provocation because you know we could point to God knows how many episodes over the last many many years let's say since 2014 since the last large scale uh, operation uh, that would you know provoke quote unquote the enemy to wake up and to start attacking Jews both on the border as you described and through rockets and of course within you know mixed Israeli Arab neighborhoods. But uh, so, 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 when people point to this Supreme Court decision, people need to know this because we need to know how to respond. The Supreme Court decision on housing in East Jerusalem is nothing more than a convenient excuse or today's convenient excuse for all this rioting and 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 rocket launching to begin.
13: It's not an excuse at all, uh, Nahum, I know that's not what you meant, but uh, I mean, it is not an excuse because the court ruling was a demonstration of the fairness with which Israel acted, they could easily have removed these people because the property is owned by Jews. People don't know the history. This was built in 1890 by Jews. It was taken over by the Arabs. I won't go through all the permutations in the different periods when the British were there and when the Mahwan Mah, wanted it back and the British didn't let them stay. They told them they needed it for a road, and that's exactly where the attack or, 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 on the, the nearby attack on the doctors and nurses, the 73 who were killed on their way to, to Hadassah, were massacred. And had the Palmach been there, maybe they would have been saved, that the, the um, Supreme Court has been ruling and looking into it. Ownership is very clear. Now, people did live there, and they've lived there for many years, so the court recognized that and said that they could have a protected status and stay there. As long as they paid rent, but they're refusing to pay rent, and there are squatters who moved into other uh, places of nothing to do with it, and, and they want to pass it on like the refugee status, the generation to generation, and it 's not what the court ruled. So people are 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 trying to portray this, and it has been portrayed as settlers in our own capital as settlers, and that it was a land grab. You know, this is something Israel has been negotiating. This is going on for years and many years. Yeah. Um
1: you mentioned the um uh, the ceasefire proposal or what's being bandied about uh, by the PA by Hamas the one year etc i mean that in and of itself i assume is a real indication i i guess this was your point earlier of mentioning it that the enemy realizes that they have been completely overwhelmed by israel's response correct i mean yes that 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 in and of itself is 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 proof positive you mentioned as you were going through the uh, possibilities of a ceasefire. You mentioned Turkey in addition to Egypt. Tell us about
13: Turkey's role in all of this. Turkey, Erdogan, for many years has been promoting this idea of al under siege. And I, I, honestly, I personally confronted him about it. And so what I'm saying is not hearsay. It's It's stuff that I heard from his own mouth. Right. Uh, about this, and I confronted him about it. And He said to me, well, how do you know? And I said, look, you know and I know, so let's get beyond it. And he did. And then he told me, ultimately, you can't be the caliph without Jerusalem. It's his megalomaniac, hegemonic view of the world, and he wants Turkey to be take over where uh, everything that the Ottoman Empire had and beyond. And he has instigated and paid for riots on for many years on the Temple Mount, uh, as as Iran pays for a lot of the Hamas uh, um, expertise, you know the Hamas leadership is based in in, in Istanbul. Many of them, and uh, he, he has, uh, so he, they they have been deeply involved, increasingly in Gaza itself, but also within Israel.
1: So so and, with Aco and with Haifa and with Lod and Tel Aviv, the most significant inner rioting to them is the ones that were happening in Jerusalem. Absolutely. Wow everything else is just an add-on so to speak all they care about or all he cares about is is doing whatever's necessary to move possession or move um, um, jurisdiction of Jerusalem to to who we call the enemy that's basically
13: and, that. and, and you know when you point out to him as I did that people died because of this, I said you can go on a computer and I gave him the address where you could see the cam, the the, the uh cam and uh, you could see the pictures of Harabay all the time, twenty four six. I said, you can see it, that none of the stuff you're saying is true. The allegations about the activities and stuff is not true. And in fact, Jews can't pray on there. Christians are not allowed to pray on there. I mean, we've made maybe too many concessions, but many concessions. And we want to see peace up there. We nobody wants to see this place turn into, that our turns into a bloodbath. But his the lies and the distortions that get promulgated and as, as you pointed out then people the so many people in the media pointing back to this is as, as if this ignited the fuse uh, the events there when this is stuff that had been planned for a long time you know you can see the pictures in the mosques on our mind where they had uh, stockpiled rocks and fire bombs and stored them in different um, locations so this was not haphazard this was not just an instant reaction.
1: So if the Supreme Court decision was not what really, quote-unquote, set them off, was it a target of Yom Yerushalayim? Do you think this was the plan? They knew a Jerusalem celebration was coming up this past Monday?
13: It, 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 it was a flashpoint, and it did contribute to the overall tension. Uh, and, and the more the media focuses on it, the more the the uh, rioters and the uh, instigators believe that they've hit pay dirt. Yeah. And, and they think they're winning in the battle, as when... Congress people, everybody, you know, who who made statements equating, you know, the the uh, arsonists and the firefighters and and putting Israel and the Hamas and Israel and uh, the other uh, the rioters and instigators on the same level. That's why also the the, the when Israel when Jews were did engage in selected a few actions, uh, not comparable to what went on across uh, many cities uh, and especially the mixed cities in, in Israel. Uh, it feeds it because yep. they're getting propaganda victories.
1: Yeah, no question about it. Malcolm Honline with us. All right, um, Tuesday night was was a lonely night, and what I mean by that was uh, with everything happening, you know, even six thousand miles away, with everybody focused on the news from Israel, it seemed like there was nobody on our side. It, a lot of people that I spoke to were frustrated that. That people were not taking to the streets, and then thank God on Wednesday, and I'm sure you noticed this, no, you you likely endorsed it and encouraged it. Uh, a lot of cities here in the United States and other parts of the world uh, started waking up, and people who are uh, who are for Israel, people who understand the right of Israel to defend itself, did take to the streets in many cities, Baruch Hashem, and uh, and the reaction started to be you know an appropriate one uh, when when people around the world are concerned about what's happening in Israel. Um, th- this battle, which I guess comparably, I mean, there's thousands of them we can you know compare them to for God knows how many centuries, but let's compare it for a moment to 2014, is a little bit different this time around because of the social media component. Young people have asked me what they can do. And frankly, Malcolm, in addition to praying and in addition to hitting the streets, which I'm sure you're proud of those who did organize protests this week, uh, especially because the enemy was pretty active on the streets this week. In addition to that, we must convince the young people to utilize their acumen when it comes to social media to fight these battles, to dispel the myths, and to make their voices heard.
13: 100% correct. And th- But the first thing they have to do is educate themselves to make sure they have the facts and, and, and make sure that we address the right things. As you know, there was um, a story that was current all over and went, went around the world um, about uh, an incident on Coney Island Avenue and that there was siege and people were thing, and and that the Palestinian demonstration, and it had nothing to do with it. It's an annual event that is marks the end of Ramadan, and a few cars, they, they, they do it each year. The police are there. They monitor it. There was no anti-Israel, anti- no Palestinian flags that were flags of Islam, but that's all. So we have to make sure, number one, that Good we point. get Good the point. truth.
6: Right.
13: Two, that you'll be able to answer uh, what, for instance, now, the, the numbers that will go up, because Israel uh, struck during the night on some of the tunnels. As you know, underneath all of Gaza, there's a network of tunnels, so when Israel which gives advance warning, and again, something we should tell them, the knock on the roof is a a, a signal. No army in the world tells its enemy that it's coming. But that (laughs) is just to avoid civilian casualties, even though they know the bad guys will escape. But they go into the tunnels, and Israel, and I think this saying about the invasion, many of the the leadership and others went into the tunnels, and Israel hit the tunnels. So we will find out the the real number and the, the new rockets they have have a much bigger range, so people know the facts that Israel is responding; it's not initiating it. But now, no society in the world, no country in the world, would put its people under this kind of of a threat, constant threat. That the they children it, and it it the numbers belie the truth because the trauma is just as dangerous and as debilitating as, God forbid, a a real uh, directed or or injury that uh, people live, you you demoralize them, and especially children are deeply affected uh, by this. So the the first thing is to get the facts, and absolutely go on all the uh, media, answer the people who are uh... publishing these these falsehoods no matter who it is and and also press elected officials to come out and speak out for israel and those who waffle or those who you know constantly go from one side to the other and who are not willing to make a clear statement doesn't say they don't have to be sympathetic to the deaths of anybody we're all nobody wants to see uh, death, but the death of, of murderers and and leading terrorists, did we did we mourn the loss of Osama bin Laden? Well, <laughs> these are all many Osama bin Ladens, and yet you see all the crocodile tears and everybody and that these people, including some who represent Jewish areas uh, or from New York City, who have not come out clearly and who feel that, you know the pressure of the squad. Well, they got to make a decision. Is that where they think that America should head? Is that where they think the the basis of the policies they want to advocate? or do they stand up for the thing that's right and stand up for our ally in the region everybody's watching it all of our the, the new partners in in the middle east of israel the abraham uh, accords etc they're all watching and they're watching where america comes out because then they say if israel can't rely on them how could we and I think that the president's yesterday made very clear they did not qualify. They just said that, you know, Israel's right to defend itself and did not uh, jump on the bandwagon. And others, and some members of Congress, like Richie Torres, have been uh, amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. And others have been very disappointing.
1: Yeah, uh, so true. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and com and the Siegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Malcolm Holmine is executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. You've just alluded to it, but I want state it stated a little bit more clearly and maybe with a little bit more defiance. There's a shift out there, Malcolm. There's a, a shift. And this is another difference between 2014 and today, in my opinion. Uh, there are people in Hollywood. There are people in politics. There are people in the media who were reliable uh, a decade ago, when it came to Israel's right to defend itself. And even they, who made strong statements for Israel years ago, are, you know, waking up to wokeness or are waking up to the pressure that the propaganda of the other side is putting on them. And they are adjusting what they're saying. It's not just, you know, candidates for office who don't know what to do because, you know, all they care about is their own personal interest. It's also people in entertainment and in politics who are, you know, feeling the heat, feeling the pressure, and they feel now that their response or their public statements have to be even-handed.
13: Absolutely, and the, the, you know, it's the part of the cancel culture. It's part of the ideological shift that takes place is taking place in the United States. Uh, I, I wouldn't. Uh, Ignored the many people who have come out and uh, support Israel, but it, but it's very difficult for them. And I, I've spoken to people and asking them, urging them, and they, you know, they they tell me what the culture is like now, what the the pressures that come to bear on them yeah. for for uh, saying pro-Israel things. You know, that, isn't it interesting that none of them condemn uh, um, the, the Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad for firing missiles. That land in Gaza and kill people in Gaza, forget about the attacks on Israel, that five hundred at least of the missiles landed in their own territory, killing people indiscriminately Wow How come you don 't hear anybody say that this is, this is a, a talk about the reality, so when again, when you see the numbers don 't just assume the numbers are right and that that, that Israel is not, is, has not has gone so far out of its way to avoid civilian casualties, the the knock on the roof. uh, By the way, they did not knock on the roof yesterday when they knocked out two of the top uh, Hamas terrorists. Uh, I'm sure they've evaluated and said, we have no choice, we've got to take them out. They have to. I mean, the the, the, the only way you're going to stop it, and so it's cutting off the head of the snake. If If you want, Israel had 160 planes in the air at that time over Gaza. 160. They could carpet bomb Gaza into the Middle Ages. But they're avoiding it. At their cost, and yet you see the, the, the um, blatant and one sided reporting and coverage. So people just don't scream and yell into semi. Go and give them the facts. Tell the American people what's really happening. Call in shows anything you can do, but especially on the internet, where more and more, especially young people, get all of their information.
1: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Go at it, everybody. Those twenty. And I'm I, I'm honestly, you know, I'm encouraged. By what I'm hearing over the last few days, because when things escalate in Israel, we hear things like this about how many young people are tuning in to hear our conversations because they want to know what to say. Get on these social media sites with the information you're getting, responsible information, and be strong in the response and be strong in the condemnation, especially when the Hollywood and political types get out there and make outrageous statements. We encourage you to do so. You guys who are younger than we are are much better at it than we are. Do what you can to be effective on social media, um, there are some armchair generals who are saying if Donald Trump was still president, this wouldn't have happened. I think that's ridiculous. What's your reaction to that?
13: I don't think we should engage in partisan politics about an issue of this seriousness. It's it's speculation one way or another. Uh, you know, I've seen it, and there are people who feel very strongly about it. But to me, this is it's not. It's not productive right now. Right now we've got a, an administration that we have to c- continue to work with and to pressure. We have to thank all of those who stand up for us, and the Republicans or Democrats, and, and acknowledge it and, and be appreciative. And at the same time, to hold to account people on both sides of the aisle who are not. Right. Did, and the, the, the,
1: did the vice president say anything, or that's not fair? Vice presidents normally in this situation would just defer to the president and then don't make their own public statements on these things. Uh, honestly, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember seeing it. But again, it may not be fair because I don't know if they generally would go out of their way if the president has already made a statement. To
13: Yeah, but Blinken and Sullivan have made right, right. many comments.
1: They claim that someone from the U.S. Uh, administration is actually heading to Israel, but I didn't see a name associated with that story. Do you know of anybody from?
13: Yes, uh, the Middle East, uh, the top Middle East official, because there's no undersecretary for Middle East, uh, Amir Hader is there now.
1: Um, what's with the airport situation? Not, not, of course, questioning Israeli security authorities. If they have to close the airport, I get it. But do you think this is something that's going to be long-term, or they literally do this when they see that places like Lud and Tel Aviv are under attack?
13: Well, they were targeted. They targeted the airport. They, they tried to shoot there, and they even tried to, toward the Ramon base in the south because, you know, planes were diverted. Right, uh, and uh, so the airports are closing not because they want to. By the way, private planes and cargo planes can still land, as far as I, I know. As of yesterday, in Tel not, Aviv, in Tel Aviv, in Tel Aviv, right. but the um, uh, but often planes are diverted to Cyprus. They were diverted to other places. There are some that I know fly from Belgium that had a circle for an hour or an hour and a half. But overall, the Israelis are very careful. Remember, El Al planes are equipped with this diversionary, um, ability that if a missile is fired, that it, it releases the aluminum shreddings or whatever that can uh, distract the, the missile uh, from its course.
1: Wow.
13: Uh, wow. So, you know, they're wow. in a better position than most uh, other aircraft. The most American airlines have, have postponed, their, I think flights, but they are booking people for next week, Man. at least people I've spoken to. Um, yeah so it's not it's not a hazard. they're targeting anything that can uh, hit israel's uh, economy that can and and aiming mostly at civilian populations and that's again the point that's missed israel targets a really specific a motorcycle on a street uh, one apartment one room in an apartment where they have launchers in high rises uh, missile launchers and yet israel is able to take them out israel used drones by the way they're using sophisticated drones one was shot down early this morning uh israel well during the night uh, night um, but they you know they hit a pipeline and it set on fire a tank a uh, oil tank uh, near haifa so they're they're trying to hit the infrastructure they want to hit uh, but but they want to hit indiscriminately civilian populations, and Israel engages in the most limited response against the terrorist entity that uses these human shields. And we have to remind people how they do it: that they fire from civilian populations against civilians, which is clearly a war crime.
1: You know, another point I wanted to make, and I obviously a lot of Six Day War talk this week for those who you know care about Jerusalem and Israel because of Yom Shalim. And I was speaking to one of my sons, and uh, we were talking about Israel fighting on all fronts. Which, of course, yet another aspect of that miracle of 54 years ago. When you think about it, uh, especially knowing the uh, M.O. of Nasrallah and others up north, it is amazing that they don't take advantage of this situation, especially this incredible barrage, and have not. And thank God, Bliain Hara, Bliain Hara, have not coordinated to make trouble up there for the Israeli army and its civilians. And I think that that's a, a really important thing to keep in mind, that they're still in check, even with this bedlam going on out of Gaza.
13: So there the were the rockets fired from Lebanon that uh, landed, uh, three of them that landed in an open field yesterday. The Hamas, uh, Hamas and Hezbollah have coordinated. Hamas does have people in Lebanon that are supposed to be coordinating uh, with them. But you are right. There was the broad expectation that this would happen. But Israel sent some very strong messages, and I reported on it uh, when it took place, when the exercise took place, where they hit, uh, showed simultaneously that they could hit 1,000 targets at a time. And Israel also was mobilizing for a month-long exercise that was supposed to take place now. And Hezbollah put its people on high alert. They are not going to uh, attack when they know that Israel has the ability that it has up north, and uh, also they, they know that this time there will be an immediate response to take out the 150,000, as many as the 150,000 missiles, but certainly the production sites that, for the guided missiles, the uh, other things, you know, they've, they, they've lost the ability to, with the tunnels. Although they will continue to try, and you notice that they also started to build tunnels from in Gaza, even though you have the wall there, which means they're going down beneath the wall, which goes down far and has all t- sorts of electronic sensors and other things. They, they tried with uh, r- rockets crossed, They've tried with putting IEDs, explosive devices, and to try to cross the border. So they've tried on the air, under the ground, and on the ground, and it, it, they haven't penetrated Israel and I think that they are uh, anxious, they are very concerned, and the people of Lebanon don't want a war. And, right. and they've been losing support there, so it's it's, um, While the str- it's their own cheshbon.
1: While the street in Gaza is more inclined to war against Israel, right? You'd say it that way. The people
13: don't have a choice. Mm. They are they're, they're under, under the control. If they should get rid of this government, of the, of the Hamas, they, they are, and anybody who does, any dissident, ends up at the end of a rope or a firing squad, uh, you know, so they clamp down, and when there are people who do speak out, and you've had them, you've had them in the West Bank, too, where dissidents uh, uh, the, the Abbas goes after and clamps down on them and sometimes eliminates them, so people... You know, not free to, to really speak up, and they they can't have an election. And and remember, again, I remind people that this is a diversionary tactic for, right. for, for Fatah to start the violence because he was canceling the election. It was a lot of negative reaction, and people's attention uh, was focused on that. Hezbollah has tremendous capacity. They have precision-guided systems, but they know what the price will be.
1: All right. Um, I hate to bring more politics into this, but to say that this audience is not curious about this would be incorrect. Um, What does all of this mean regarding the potential for the formation of a new Israeli government? It seems Naftali Bennett has already said that uh, any negotiations with Yesh Atid are off um, in light of the circumstances. What could you tell us about Uh, all of these uh, uh, political negotiations in Israel in light of what's happening this week?
13: Well, I certainly think it's a game-changer, and I am not cynical enough to believe, and I think people should resist those who say, well, this was manipulated because it was Netanyahu's last stand. That's ridiculous. Nobody puts a country at war like uh, like this. Um, The... um, i think that that the ram party which was going to be critical to the uh, to the anti and the coalition's ability to get to 61 uh clearly under these circumstances not going to be joining a coalition or most of the parties won't join today with uh, with them in a coalition so the the uh, and and Bennett withdrawing from uh, the association with uh, lapid because i think his his voters are demanding that so this is a, a real shake-up in the system. I think that it, it more likely signals an election in September. Wow. Uh, but, but it's not impossible that there would be a coalition. with uh, If Saar goes along with Bennett, then Netanyahu could extend it, and he probably would have to give them the prime ministership, even if first or on a rotational basis. But it, it's certainly not out of the question now
1: unbelievable and there are people who are blaming incitement by those on the political right in Israel I think Ben-Gvir has been singled out frankly um for some of the reaction against arabs and for you know uh escalating things that 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 otherwise would likely calm down uh, would you say that's an irresponsible evaluation
13: I I, tell you, I don't follow Ben-Gvir's comments I do think he says very extreme things and um you know, whoever was responsible for mobilizing people to go to these different places, not to defend them, uh, but to to join in escalating the violence or anybody who, who joined in any attacks will be held to account. The Israeli police have proven, uh, and, and even during these days, though there are not enough of them and they couldn't respond to all the circumstances, so people had to take some steps, like in Ludd, where where literally the fathers and went downstairs to those who didn't have guns with baseball bats to protect their homes and yeah. and as i said just look at what they did to the synagogues and to stores and to, and, and they lived in the, next door to each other it's not foreigners coming into it and the the um if you see the pictures of the marches and why people felt it like it was a pogrom of of old revisiting them yeah. But the so anybody involved in instigating from either side is deserves to be punished and to be held to account. But again, they didn't start it. You know, people. I see the stories about what went on in in Lud, which is where the facts on the ground I think were the exact opposite.
1: Understood. And when one sees fire in Jewish areas in the middle of the night, all we think about is pogroms and crystal knocks of old. Uh, so I think the term is certainly. Quite appropriate. Uh, maybe on a regular Arab Shuis, we would turn to you for a similar message, but certainly this time, Malcolm, and this is something that came up yesterday when we were focused on talk about the Jewish community, uh, both nationwide and around the world. Uh, d- diverse, but unified. Uh, you know, if, I don't think this holiday, I, I don't think any holiday says it more than the upcoming holiday. Uh, we, we, we we have to acknowledge our diversity there's a lot of opinions out there and right to left and you know the Israeli media more than anybody reflects that although one might say there's a lot more left than right there um, um, but the uh, we, we, we have to focus especially as we fight this battle on social media and in the uh, in the public eye and with the government officials and with the candidates, we have to focus on what unifies us because if we don't stay strong now in defense of Israel, uh, then very quickly things are going to turn in a very bad direction if they're not already. So it is taking to the streets, and it's a lot of prayer. I get all of that, and I'm not minimizing any of it. But if we don't actively, everybody in every generation tuned in right now, if we don't actively get out there and emphasize our unity, uh, then you know we are risking our uh, our sovereignty frankly over the state of Israel
13: so there's no yontsef that better symbolizes that that the whole reason for shavuos is cuz we stood at har sinai as one people with one heart that of all the things that god demanded of us this was the one condition precondition which was unity the Jew, unity of the jewish people it doesn't mean homogeneity as you said we have a very diverse community there has to be limits on that diversity. You can't have what people are doing now, where some Jewish spokesmen are attacking Israel and making ignorant and sometimes just blatantly hostile comments. Dangerous criticism, dangerous. you know, is one thing. Mm-hmm. And nobody is saying everybody has to march in lockstep, uh, but they are dangerous because the others pick it up. The uh, you know the people, the Omars and others, use it as a cover and an excuse, and it dissuades. Those who want to speak up, and they're saying, yes, but look, your own community is divided. Right. We're not divided. The vast majority, the overwhelming majority stand together. And there are discordant voices, but focus on the positive on where we have to stand together to make your voice heard, to support in, in Congress every bill, everything that stands with Israel. Uh, supposedly an Air Force plane landed in, is, in Israel yesterday with supplies from... Uh, Ramstead Air Force Base in Germany, the U.S.-Israel relationship is so vital and so important. You know, don't jump just to criticisms and, and interpretations. See that the the strength of that relationship is vital to Israel's security. But most of all, it's the relationship with one another, and uh, I just hope that people will will think about it in this and will make their voices heard and, and emulate that we Whatever criticism we have of one another or or, or of any political personality, you know, people it's this is not the time for that. This is the time when we think of the people who were killed and a woman died this morning you know who who just got hurt running from uh, a missile attack you know as I said, it's the trauma, it's the numbers of people a father and a child that they had killed and we don't want to see blood we don't we don't rejoice like on mit in on Pesach, about that's in mitzrahim. We certainly don't mourn the loss of all these terrorist leaders whose hatred and uh, is no less so than the Nazis. This is a reincarnation in many cases, uh, and using Nazi-like uh, propaganda. So people, please speak out, make your voice heard, and when there are responsible events taking place, demonstrations, manifestations, join them. Invite members of Congress to the shuls now to talk to them or to meet with them. But make sure that they know where you stand and that we're watching what they say or what they don't say.
1: A lot of people are anxious to hear your reaction to some of the results of the Pew research. We'll try to get to that a week from today. I wish you a wonderful Shabbos and a Chag Sameach, and thanks so much for
13: joining us this morning. Chag Sameach, and a great Shabbos, and God willing, we'll hear only good news in the coming days, and then we can talk about the
1: Pew poll. Yeah, we'll we'll get to it, folks, but there's a lot of news to cover, and we appreciate Malcolm's input on all of these issues and news stories. Malcolm Holmline is executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He's with us Fridays, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time here at JM in the a.m. More coming up. Shavuos starts on Sunday night. I'm sure Rabbi Yudin will speak about Bamidbar. We'll speak about Shavuos as well. Get to that in just a moment here at JMM. My thanks again to everybody, Congregation Etz Hayim in Livingston, New Jersey. We did have an amazing visit there yesterday. Thank you to Rabbi and Dr. Klebanoff, the Rabbi and uh doing a remarkable job with an incredible community. We met some wonderful people there, and I was so glad that we were able to really focus for half the show on what's happening in Israel and with our uh, nationwide community here in the United States. In addition to all the wonderful things about Livingston. And Congregation Eitz Chaim. It was a timely show. Uh, the the response reflects that, and uh, I'm glad we were able to be there. I also want to give a special shout out to uh, Lawrence Margolin and everybody down at Deluxe Bistro in Lakewood. We had what I would consider to be one of the best lunches ever there yesterday, enough that we purchased dinner to bring home as well. And they do have a unique menu. It's real destination dining if you're ever in the Lakewood area. It's real destination dining. So if you're going to Jersey Shore or Six Flags or Atlantic City or anywhere else this summer, keep in mind Deluxe Bistro over there in, uh, in Lakewood, New Jersey. And again, to Lawrence and his staff, I say, Thank you. Don't forget our friends at ShopEichlers.com. They've got their big Mega Shas sale on right now. It ends today, which means if you want the Art Scroll Shas, the Ozvah Hudder complete Mega Shas. Uh, if you want the uh, Chumish Mikra Mephorosh, you want the Mikros Kedolas, the Shulchan Aruch, the Tour. All these sets are on sale at 10% off right now at ShopEichlers.com at their Mega Shas sale in honor of Shavuos. Go to ShopEichlers.com. Check out all the neighborhoods that they deliver to with same-day delivery in both New York and New Jersey. And take advantage of the last day of their mega Shas sale. Go to com and enjoy. This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader emeritus, Congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning,
14: Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Bamidbar. We start this Shabbos the fourth book of the Torah, Sefer Pikudim, the book of counting. Now, before we even get to Parshas Bamidbar, let's remind ourselves that Emir Tzashem, this coming Sunday night is the Yom Tov of Shavuos. So maybe let's just talk for a few moments about the forthcoming Yom Tov of Shavuos, and then we'll take a look at Parshas Now, the probably most special way I can introduce the Yom Tov of Bamidbar would be by citing the Pasuk that we recite every Friday night right before we say the introductory paragraph of the Kiddush, beginning with Vayichulu. So the practice is Vayi Erev, that which comes right before it, Yom HaShishi, the sixth day. And you'll notice that in all the preceding five days, it's Yom Echad, Yom Sheini, Yom Shlishi, without the... Hey Hayadiyah, without the fourth day, the fifth day. It simply says fourth day, fifth day. The only place where it says Yom HaShishi, the um, sixth day, is that's where the last day. And Rashi picks up on it and says so powerfully One, the Hey is to remind us of the five books of the Torah that God made a stipulation with creation. If the Jewish people accept the five books of the Torah at Sinai, then the world will continue. The world has a purpose. If not, the world will not continue. How important is Shavuos? And the second explanation of Rashi is Yom Hashishi, the sixth day, so I'll tell you and ask you, which day are we talking about? So you're going to say, come on, come on, the sixth day of creation. And Rashi brings the other opinion that says, in addition to the sixth day of creation, it refers to the sixth day of Sivan, namely, Shekiblu Yisrael HaTorah, when the Jewish people accepted the Torah, Nisrasku Kol Yitziras Berashas, all of creation, at that time, became solidified. And it was looked upon by God ke'ilu nivra ha'olam atah. As if the world was created now. The idea being that once again Hashem put this stipulation. So we really believe that not only is the purpose of the exodus whereby Shavuos is the Yatzeres, the culmination of um, Pesach, that we were taken out and freed for the purpose of receiving the Torah, but even on a much larger perspective, the world was created in order that there should be a Torah, which teaches man how he is to live his life. Interestingly, there are no biblical laws for the individual to be performed on Shavuos that are unique to the Yom Tov of Shavuos. There's no sukkah and no shofar and no matzah, etc. However, there are minhagim. There are the customs. And I'd like to suggest why, before we even take a quick peek at the customs, the idea is that on Shavuos we're accepting not only as Rapsaja Go'on says, the Ten Commandments. And really they should be called not Ten Commandments, but Ten Categories. Because each of the commandments has is like the chapter heading, and under these chapter headings come the many, many, many individual mitzvos, subheadings, subcategories that are b- that belong to these ten, quote, categories. Now, not only are we accepting the package of 613 on Shavuos, but we focus on the Minhagim on the customs, because the Jew is saying, I want to do not only what I have to do, which are the mitzvos, but even the minhagim, the customs which have developed by our people over the centuries. That too I observe, because I take with me the totality and I demonstrate by love my love of Torah, by doing not only the mitzvos, but even beyond doing the minhagim. So, the Ramah in Simon Tuf Tzadi Dalid 494 speaks about three minhagim of Shavuos. One, lishtoach asovim the placing of greens, flowers, in the shul and in the homes. And this, the um, what's the reason for that? Explains the Ramah Zecher, the Simchas Matan Torah, to remember that when God gave the Torah, He bedecked Mount Sinai with grass, with green. God liked the green carpet. How do we know? Because the Torah says that the animals should not graze upon the mountain. Why would they graze? Because there, would be, there was grass there. So this is one minhag prevalent throughout the world. Second of all, the minhag of staying awake on the night of Shavuos, this coming Sunday night, for the purpose of studying Torah. The idea is showing our excitement. We can't wait until the Torah was given. Others say this is to rectify our ancestors having, quote, overslept. But that's a very interesting topic. How could they have? And so maybe at another time we'll discuss that, but really they were expecting to get prophecy in their sleep. And instead, Moshe awakens them and said, no, you are getting prophecy on the highest level. And let's not forget that this is so important. What happened on Shavuos, as the Torah tells us in the fifth book, that no other nation ever have or ever will be able to say that they, as a people, experience prophecy. Every other religion says that their prophet had a prophecy from God. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Were you there? No. But here you can answer that question. Were you there? Yes. There were over 2 million men, women, and children who heard HaKadosh Baruch Hu speak to them, the first two of the Ten Commandments, and then the rest they heard Hashem speak to Moshe. Third minog is to eat dairy and the... Uh, two reasons that are given for it well there are many reasons but the two of the more popular reasons are number one that when Moshe comes down and uh, they are so happy and they said okay let's celebrate let's have a barbecue oh no there are many laws that I have to teach you now including the laws of kashras, including the laws of Shechita including the laws of Malicha of how to salt the meat and take the blood and so they could not Eat. They didn't have utensils for um, for meat, and so we eat dairy. Not the entire Shavuos. Different customs. How many meals? But make sure to incorporate meat because Shavuos is a Yom Tov, and Yom Tov is to be honored by uh, a meat meal or meat meals. Okay, so. Very, and secondly, uh, as a remembrance to the Shteh the communal offering brought by the Jewish community on the first day of Shavuos, which was, quote, the two breads. And in reality, my friends, you should know that Shavuos is a kind of graduation. On the second day of Pesach, we brought the korban Omer, which was a offering of barley, and barley is called by our rabbis machal behema, the food of um, animals. And on Shavuos, we bring a korban of the two loaves, which were of wheat, which is that which is machal Odom. During the Omer, we have graduated from the status of behemoth, of animals to literally being the significant man, person that we are ready to receive the Torah, and that's what Shavuos represents, you know, for us. So to commemorate the Sh'tehalechem, there are those that on the first day of Shavuos begin their meal with two loaves and have dairy, they remove all the dairy from the table and reset the table with uh, fleshek and uh, plates and uh, a separate tablecloth, etc. And, listen carefully, we bring two other loaves to the table as a commemoration of the Ishtay Alechem, And the idea is, because you cannot use the same loaves of bread, of challah, that we use for dairy for for a meat meal okay, finally Shavuos is not to be accepted until uh, Sunday night So, even though many have been accepting Shabbos early during and will continue to so do during the summer uh, when it comes to the Yom Tov of Shavuos based upon the verse in Parshas and more of namely, that on this very day, which doesn't begin until nightfall, as well as that the Sphira is to be Sheva Shabbosos Tamimos, seven complete weeks. Uh, We read the Book of Rus on the second day of Shavuos, we read Akhtomos on the first day of Shavuos, after the Kohen is called to the Torah, and we have Yiskor on the second day of Shavuos. Okay. Let's take a peek at Parshas Bamidbar, which is also related to Shavuos. How so? Because this year, as in most years, we read Parshas Bamidbar before the Yom Tov of Shavuos. We are told this in the Shulchan Aruch 428 Orachaim which says manu ve'atsru, count, which means begin the book of counting, which is the book of Bamidbar, and celebrate the holiday of Shavuos. The Gemara at the end of Megillah teaches that we do this to have a buffer between the curses, the tochocha, that we read last week in Kosai and the forthcoming holiday of Shavuos. But I'd like to suggest another reason. The word Bamidbar, my friends, means literally in the desert and the desert represents the complete and total dependency that the Jewish people had on Hashem during their 40-year trek in the Midbar. The Pasuk in Devarim describes the Midbar as the great and awesome wilderness of snake, fiery serpent, scorpion, and thirst where there was no water where only Hashem could bring forth water from the flint of rock, from the rock of flint, who fed you the manna, the manna in the desert, which your forefathers knew not. Now, regarding the man, the Gemara in Yuma 76a tells us that the students of Rav Shimon Bar Yochai asked him, given that there were so many miracles associated with the manna Why did Hashem not give them their allocation of man once a year and would have stayed fresh the entire year? And he answered with a parable about a king who supported his son by giving him an annual stipend and therefore was visited by the prince once a year. When he changed his allocation and provided for his son on a daily basis, ah, the son would visit his father every day. And similarly, Hashem allocated mun every single day to impart within the millions of recipients their total reliance on Hashem. Because this feeling of total reliance is a prerequisite for our accepting His Torah. Now, the Mechilta in Parshas describes in detail the events that took place the days preceding the revelation at Sinai. And on the fifth day of Sivan, the nation experienced an inaugural ceremony as a prerequisite for Matan Torah. Moshe wrote, and read to the people the Sefer Abris, starting from Bereshus until Sinai. The Jewish people who underwent conversion at Sinai pronounced their acceptance of mitzvot with the declaration, "Nasevin v'nitzshmah, we will do and we will obey. Just like every convert does the same thing as they are in the mikveh. they say, we, we accept all mitzvot, those which we study, those what we will be more informed of later on. Offerings were brought on this day. Blood was sprinkled on the people. And Moshe then declared, says the Mechilta, Behold, you are inextricably bound to Hashem. Therefore, tomorrow, come and receive His law. Now, how does one become bound to Hashem? The Gemara and Yevomos, 64, teaches in the name of Yitzchak. Why were the Avos and imohos the matriarchs and patriarchs akurim barren couldn't have children. And he answered, Kos Hashem Misave Tfiloson tzadikim." God desires the prayers of the righteous. And the Maharal, in his commentary on this Gemara, teaches that prayer is the great connector, creating a constant bond between the parent the barren. Matriarchs And patriarchs with Hashem. Now, one week, as we know, after we left Egypt, we experienced the miraculous splitting of the sea. And the Medrash Mos Rabba 21.5 teaches in the name of Yeshua Ben Levi. Why? Why was this miracle necessary? And he answered with the following parable. To what may be compared to a king who was traveling and heard the cries of a princess begging for help from robbers, and the king heard and saved her from them. And a short time later, the king was interested in having a relationship with her, but she was not interested. The wise king, what did he do? He created the situation again that she would be in danger, and once again he responded to her cries. Similarly, when the Jewish nation were severely persecuted by the Egyptians, the Torah tells us at the end of chapter 2 in Shmos that the children of Israel groaned because of the work. They cried out, and the outcry went up to Hashem. Hashem heard their deep-felt pain and suffering. Thereupon, He brought ten miraculous plagues which were punitive to the Egyptians and establishing A relationship with a fledgling Jewish nation. And when they left Egypt, Hashem desired again to hear their voices in praise and thanksgiving, and unfortunately this did not come. Hashem therefore orchestrated that Pharaoh and the Egyptians should come in hot pursuit after them, and so that he would deliver them from the ensuing danger, miraculously splitting the sea. And then what did he do? He invoked from them the song of thanksgiving, expressed with that same enthusiasm that they had prior, as they demonstrated from their pains and suffering in Egypt. Prayer, as the morale teaches, creates a bond. During the difficult months of COVID, experiencing the death of many, and especially Gedolim and many seriously sick people, we davened with great fervor and emotion. The Pasuk in Shmos, 1230, Ki bias, asher ain't there was not a house where there was no corpse, was acutely felt in the environment. Now that we are privileged to have a vaccine, our prayers are not the same. Unfortunately, there's a mindset of getting back to normal. What each individual will personally learn from COVID is something that each person has to grapple with by themselves. However, I'd like to suggest that collectively, one lesson that we can all learn is to attempt to keep the strong connection to Hashem through prayer. When one, God forbid, survives a car accident, they recite Percasa Gomel and sing Nishmas. Think about it. If one was not in a car accident, should they not, thank Hashem, all the more? And as we are emerging from Corona and our Tfilos are getting, ouch, back to normal, we encountered Mehron. And now we encounter a war Lo elenu in to among the other things which remind us of the need, importance, and constant upgrade of our tfilos. I'd like to strongly recommend that we dive in more slowly Having those additional minutes will give us the opportunity to focus on the meaning and understanding of our prayers. What a different connection there is if one actually understands what he's asking for in each of the 19 blessings of the Shemona Esrei. I believe that it is most reasonable to allocate no less than 15 minutes from the beginning of brachos to Yishtabach, enabling the tzibur to actually appreciate the praises being offered to Hashem, reminding us of the privilege before whom we are praying. The Shulchan Aruch Orach 51a teaches that one should not say Pesuket e Zimra rapidly, but at a leisurely pace. And the B'rura, in Commentary Note 20 teaches that one should recite the words as if were counting money. Ask yourself, are you counting small change, so that if you miss a few, it is relatively inconsequential, or are you counting hundred dollar bills? He heard our voices in COVID. May we be privileged to maintain the connection and the fervor. And finally, as we go into the Yom Tov of Shavuos, and we focus on our study of Torah. There's a fascinating Gemara in Nida 70b whereby they asked Rabbi Yoshua, what should a person do to become rich? And he answered, invest time in business. He should conduct his business affairs with integrity and pray to Hashem, who is the source of all wealth. And then the Gemara asks another question. The other question is, what should a person do to become a chacham? And Rabbi Yeshua answered, one, spend more time studying. Secondly, spend less time in business. And finally, pray to Hashem for wisdom, for He is the source of all wisdom. And so, tefillah, is important not only for our everyday needs of a physical nature, but even as we approach the very special Yom Tov of Shavuos, Zman Matan Toroseinu, our success in Torah study is commensurate with our Tfilos. May we be privileged to experience the upgrade of our tefillos, and thereby accomplish more in our personal relationship with our Shem and in our Torah study. Shabbat Shalom and a good Yom Tov to all.
15: Way back in 1842 By a humble man A real God-fearing Jew Who did his work with honesty With feeling and with pride He was known in Kiev As Yon the Scribe
16: with loving care, his hands so sure and still He formed me with some parchment, ink and quill Each day he slowly add to me Just a few more lines With words to list until the end of time and on the day
15: that I was finally complete The whole town came and filled the narrow street And they sang and danced and held me high and carried me away to the little wooden shoe where
16: I was stay And as the road I held me close against his chest He spoke out loud and clear to all the rest He said no matter if you're very young Or even if you're old Live by the words you'll find inside the scroll
15: straight and has slowly lost its way with the goal of virtue fading There's a steady light that has kept away the night With the brightness
2: it's creating Can we bring Only Tyra yields the hope for mankind Let the beauty of our sun Find the good in everyone Through the darkness shines Our faith in our times Can we help to
15: change those lives of sorrow Tomorrow Will our deeds illuminate Break the clouds of and fate Spreading rays of hope With tired sunshine With sunshine A difficult time for the Jews Under the Roman rule They forbade the Jews to learn The Torah, the decree was harsh and cruel Rabbi Akiva was not afraid He said, come learn with me The people gathered all around him to learn And forgot the terrible decree Baruch Levine,
1: Revy Schwabel and company, Torah medley in honor of the holiday of Shavuos, which begins on Sunday night. Oh, yes. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, J.M. in the A.M., my thanks to Rabbi Yudin, of course. My thanks to all of you for tuning in on this Erev Shabbos, Parshas, excuse me, Parshas by Midbar. Candlelighting at the 745 here in New York. Make sure you know when things start where you are. I wonder what time candlelighting is in certain places, you know? Just out of curiosity. People here in the New York area don't realize, wow, candlelighting in London tonight is 8.27. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's true. We also have some... Oh, no, we never have an 8.27. The latest we get here is about 8.10, right? Wow. Anyway. Make sure you know when things start where you are. That's the message on this era of Shabbos. Day 47 in the counting of the Omer, if you got to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. Monday and Tuesday is Shvuis, and so the next JM and the AM will be Wednesday. Matis will be on JM Sunday. That's coming up on uh, this coming Sunday between... Um, between 6 and, it's been 7 and 9 a.m., excuse me. Between 7 and 9 a.m., Matis so will be on this coming Sunday, Erev Yom Tov. Um, Avrami a Saturday Night single tomorrow night. Uh, Mark Zamek all day long, 10 a.m. He'll have the Erev Shabbos show brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. All day long Erev Shabbos uh, music mix brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. And uh, final hour at about 6.30 Eastern time. Brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Naomi Nachman is next. She's joined by kosher private chef Jordana Herschel. The Blue Ladle on Instagram. The Blue Ladle is Naomi's guest coming up in five minutes. And cookbook author Jamie Fite. Nutrition by Jamie on Instagram. They are both Naomi's guests. Coming up next right after J.M. and the A.M. at 9 a.m. Eastern time right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Time to say good Shabbos with Journeys at J.M. and the A.M.
4: It's a very special sign.
1: Yisrael and Achim my brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners, sponsored digital radio, around the world on the web at AlchemSegal.com and the AchimSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. up another incredible edition of JM and the am i thank all of you for tuning in what a week it's been be active be active for our brothers and sisters in israel be active on social media be active in general utilize this upcoming holiday as a way to connect all these important messages to our children and grandchildren have a uh, fabulous Shabbos, wonderful weekend, and of course, an outstanding holiday of Shavuos. We speak to you next on JM and the AM on Wednesday morning. No reason to touch that dial. Naomi Nachman is brand new next. Mark Zom with the Arab Shabbos show and plenty more brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. It's all coming up all day long. Till next time, Nachum Sigal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.